Welcome to Small Business Celebration, and we're continuing our series on small business owners who are getting the move on. And our guest this week, well, she has the alchemy, the universal cure and advice to help you grow a strong and profitable business. This is Small Business Celebration. Welcome, where we chat with real business owners who have real success and learn from them about what works, what doesn't, and who want you to know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel and it's not a train. Join us where you can learn something that you can use today to grow a strong and profitable business. Welcome to Small Business Celebration, and our guest this week is Allison Hickman, the owner of Alchemy Interiors and Events. Welcome to Small Business Celebration. Thank you for having me. For visioneers who don't know who you are, who are you and what is it that you do? Well, exactly just what you said. So I'm Allison Hickman, and I do interiors and events. So mostly here locally, and I think we're going to talk a little bit more about what I do, so you'll have to... Stay tuned, I guess. To Tune in right. to find out. <laughs> exactly. That's right. Sometimes we get this perception of an event planner. It's somebody who sits there and they do parties and weddings and birthday parties and bar mitzvahs and that sort of thing. Is okay. that what you do? Yes and no. Okay. So because I do events and interiors, I am a little bit more specific about the events that I do. Mm, like um, so typically I work with nonprofits. So mm -hmm. that's the major chunk of events that I do. Right. Um, or weddings, and I don't do a lot of those either. Not to unsell myself from it, I love doing it, sure. but it's not the major part of what I do. So typically not birthday parties and things like that, but but I can, I can do anything. Lately, what have been the kinds of events that you've been doing? Well, I would say most recently, and we've got a bunch of stuff coming up, mm -hmm. so there's kind of an event season, right? So we just went through that kind of fall season. So um, I worked with the Bakersfield Angels, and they're a great, um, a great nonprofit here that supports um, foster care youth and okay. wraparound services. So they work with a lot of um, other organizations already here in town to provide wraparound services. So they had an event um, that I did with them called Cashed Out that was super fun. And I do the Wine, Women and Shoes events with Heather Frank. So they are partnered with League of Dreams and Jessica Matthews over there. So I do that one. That was actually really fun. We get to do a fashion show and get to be really creative. So. I like to think of myself more as like a creative designer, I guess, right. for an event as opposed to just a planner. So it's What's the difference between the two? Well, I think that planning is more about logistics mm. and technical pieces, and mm. those are really important um, for pulling an event off. But for me, where I usually start is just the creative piece of it, right? right. So like what we're walking into what it's gonna look like, and that's where the design piece comes in. The technical pieces and all of that is important, but as a guest, you don't ever wanna see those pieces, right? right? You just wanna see like, you wanna experience it. And right. so that's kinda of where I usually start, is with the experience. And so planning is important, and details are important, and timeline is important, but that's not what people see. They just want, when, you, when they first walk in, they wanna go, wow. And, well, and that's, what want, that's what I want, that's what I want them to, <laughs> sure. to, to do, yeah. So I think that, um, yeah, absolutely. I want people to walk in and feel that, feel that moment of like, oh, this is exactly what I dreamed it would be or better than I dreamed it would be or those kinds of things. So. And one of the other things that you also do is you do interior design and decorating. Yes, I do. What is interior design and decorating and why is it important, <laughs> especially for the business owner? 
I think the premise is a little bit the same because okay. we're trying to create a space. Mm. Um, for me, it's about trying to create a space that functions well, mm. at least in an interior um, space, but also in an event space. It's really mm. important. Um, and kind of just creating magic, right? That's kind of what alchemy is. It's that like sciencey thing, right? We're gonna mix chemicals together and like, poof, there's magic. Turning lead into gold? Hopefully, I touch, <laughs> hopefully I touch the right things. Right. But um, so in a lot of ways they're similar because mm -hmm. I'm just, you're creating this space and you're creating something that like, hopefully I'm able to see what it was that you really wanted, sure. even if you couldn't express it, uh. right? So then I'm, showing it to you and you're like, oh, that is what I thought I want, you know? Sure, right, Because right. we can't always really express what we want. So in some ways they're really similar. In other ways, um, some of it's just about timing, right? Mm. So like the process is a little bit different um, and depending on who you're working with. So it depends if it's a residence and I'm working a lot of times with couples or if it's a commercial property, you might be working with like a board or an architect or mm. a contractor. So there's a lot of different elements. Um, and even with events, it can be the same way, right? So like if I'm throwing a wedding mm -hmm. um, or doing a wedding for somebody, right. there's moms and dads and brides and grooms and all those kinds of things and sure. people that you really have to be able to manage. Right. Um, and then for nonprofit events, we've got committees and boards and right. so I'm an opinion manager. Ah, <laughs> there it is. Okay. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. In either scenario. But it also sounds like the palettes, the tools that you use for the two are actually very, very different. Because on one, you're dealing with fabrics and florals and catering. And the other ones, you're dealing with paint and stucco and tile and, and that sort of thing. Sure. There's different elements to it. But I would say at the same time, um, like those products that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. I mean, those are just the elements that go into creating whatever that space uh, is. So it doesn't, um, you know, it doesn't always matter what the product is. Okay. Right. It's just more about the space that you're creating. So okay. yes, there's different tools that I use, but actually I use a lot of the same tools. How so? Well, with design and how I do things, I, I draw, mm -hmm. I think, um, terribly, but <laughs> I do draw. So that's You scribble on a napkin and people I get the idea. I actually do. I actually do. I'm a napkin drawer. And the worst is that I'm also um, a coffee spiller. <laughs> so, <laughs> Onto the napkin that you draw. So I often, lose, sure. I often lose that. But typically when I walk into a space right. or, um, or for an event, and it might not be the first time, but I try to like walk through it mm. in my mind mm -hmm. and then I draw it usually poorly but <laughs> but I do that's where I, my process kind of starts right and then it depends on the job so I try to get other people involved that are better at doing things that I'm not good at doing right sure. so if I need an architect or if I need somebody to render something for me or really draw something then I pull in people who can do those things better than I can right but um, but it does start in the same spot it starts with me drawing something and my favorite part is at the very end like when I walk into an event and my little napkin like sort of looks like what I did that's my favorite moment have you had that opportunity where you've taken the, the napkin and you've held it up I did, yes. So I drew one time, um, I was working on a project for Laurel Glen Bible Church, and I definitely drew it on a napkin. Right. Um, just a wall, you know, and I tried to draw the wood and like what the wall was going to look like, and I drew the couch and all the things. And then we had a photographer come take the pictures, and it almost looked like, I mean, my scribbles, I don't know, but I was like, <laughs> it's the same work, you know? But even with flowers and events, um, 
for the Boys and Girls Club for a number of years. We did, they still do the Farm to Tableau event. Right. And it's kind of the idea of just this living art and making art come alive, which is kind of just what I am doing anyway. Sure. And, um, but I drew, uh, we were doing Van Gogh's Starry Night. And so I kind of was like, how do I make flowers look like stars? And like, you know, how do I make people feel like they're walking into that moment, I guess. Right. But it's really fun when I draw it. Uh-huh. And I think people think I'm crazy, right? Because they're like, I have no idea what. <laughs> they look what. at you as you're trying to, to describe yeah, what it is. Yeah. And they look at you like a dog going, Arr! Yeah, because you can't ever really describe it. Like, I can't really get it out, like, exactly right. what it's going to be. I'm sure. like, it's going to be like the painting, but hanging from a bar over the table, <laughs> you know? And I get a lot of, like, I, are you sure? You know? But then when it does come to life and the things are hanging from the bars over the table, and the, you know what I mean? Then it's that, like, oh, it worked. It's like a magical moment. So, and then other people get to see it, too. They're like, oh, I get what you're saying. Okay. <laughs> Can so. we hire you again next year? Oh, yeah, hopefully. That's <laughs> yeah, I haven't, I haven't been fired from an event yet, I don't think, so we'll see. <laughs> and if visioneers want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? Probably the best way is just to email me, and I don't know, do you guys put things mm-hmm. on your whatever? Right. So, um, alchemy underscore design at outlook.com. You can email me or check me out on Instagram. And um, that's probably the best way. Send and for those who are grammatically challenged like myself how do you spell <laughs> oh my alchemy gosh you know what it's not funny but i almost can't even spell my own children's <laughs> because i can't spell at all so i usually have my husband back me up but i'm pretty sure i can spell it a-l-c-h-e-m-y alchemy yeah very so, good yeah and if you enjoy small business celebration go ahead and like subscribe and notify and when we come back we're going to start off with our first vision, your question, and I have to admit, this one has been rather <laughs> controversial, wow. and so this is going to be a lot of fun to talk about when we come right back. California's CalSavers program due date of June 30th is just around the corner. And if you don't have a retirement plan set up for your employees by then, you could be in real trouble. Fortunately, you have options. You also have a contact that will help you and your business with your best intentions in mind. Call Debbie Sharpentier of Sharpentier Wealth Strategies at 661-322-5204 or visit her at sharpentierwealth.com and discover what plans she can help you with that will keep you in compliance and provide for a better future for your employees. Call Debbie Sharpentier of Sharpentier Wealth Strategies at 661-322-5204. That's 661-322-5204 or visit her at sharpentierwealth.com today. Debbie Sharpentier is a registered representative of Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation, a broker-dealer member SIPC, and a registered investment advisor. Sharpentier Law Strategies is a marketing name for registered representatives of Lincoln Financial Advisors, CRN-4200694-011822. I'm here with Allison Hickman, the owner of Alchemy Interior and Events, and our visioner question comes from Mandy, who asks, I get all of my business and referrals from Instagram and Facebook and nothing from my website. Do I need a website anymore? So I know you said that was controversial, right? It is, because there's a lot of people that say, if you're going to be in business, you must have a website. Well, I don't think there's anything that if you're going to be in business that you must do, Mm. right? So 
I think that if you feel like you're getting all of your referrals from Facebook and Instagram, do you need a website? Maybe you don't. Right. But I would walk through it the same way that I walk through a space. Hmm. Close your eyes and imagine that you're the client. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right, like sure. if, I mean, that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to solve a problem anyway. So mm -hmm. like I would imagine, I don't know what, she, what she does or what you're selling or what you're doing, right. but is it helpful as a customer? If I go to your Instagram site, am I going to get the information that I need from Instagram mm. or do I need to be able to click on your site to go to your business? And some of those things, um, I don't have a website and some of it is just because I haven't done it. Does huh. it mean that it would be like helpful and productive for my business? Probably. But if it's not working for you and you get the business that you want or you're getting the business that you want, I don't think that you necessarily need one. Right. Mm. So, and what are you putting into it? Ah. Right. Like return on investment. How much time is it taking you to do this website or navigate the website? Is it easier? to not have it? I don't know. What are you paying for it? And how often do you have to keep it updated yeah. and fresh and current? And if it's not doing anything for you, maybe right. it's not doing anything for you because it's not great. Ah. That's, you know, so you might want to explore that. <laughs> sure, sure. Right, right, <laughs> But right. there's a lot of websites and you, know, you can click even from Instagram now and you can create like, you know, the buy it now and those kinds of things that the, those websites are already kind of pre-built mm -hmm. to help you do that. Right. And right. there's um, some great like social media type apps that can help you design what you're putting on social media. Right. Um, just make it really easy right. to do. So I don't know. Must? No, but maybe. You've been doing this for what? Two, well, three months? <laughs> I was like, where's he going with this? <laughs> 20 years? You're aging me. Or to Why alchemy? alchemy? That's an interesting question. So I actually took a little trip and this isn't a war story trip. It's a good trip though, I think for visioneers, right? That's what we're right. calling it. Right. Um, sometimes I like to tell people like, don't just, don't be afraid to go. So I had a bad day, a bad war story customer. And I just kind of was like defeated about it. Like, why do mm. I, why am I doing this? You know? Right. So I took a road trip. That's where we're going is that I took that moment and I t told my husband, I was like, I just need to go. I just need to leave and figure out like, what am I doing? Right. So I took a little trip. Went on a drive by myself. It's fun, you should all do it, right? And um, I think that it was super beneficial for reinventing and restarting what mm. I wanted to do. And that's where alchemy came from. Did you think uh, I was gonna get back to it? Well, you know, I, I, I wasn't sure I, either. I was being patient. Okay, look, I, I wasn't sure either, but I had a glass of wine <laughs> and I'm bringing it all back around. Okay, so that's where it started, okay? Right. So I'm on a trip and I think that if we're listening, there's always something that we're gonna hear. Mm. If you're listening, most of us aren't. So I think I needed to go away so that I could kind of listen and mm. see. And so there'd been little like clues along the way of what I wanted to do. And I was trying to like, do I reinvent myself? Do I like open a storefront? Do I, should I be a teacher? Like this is all the stuff. I'm like, what right. should I do? Do I just need a paycheck? I don't know. So I took a road trip and I stopped at all kinds of places, like just kitschy little cute places. And I took pictures and I, you know what I mean? And I right. wrote down like, what did I like? What I did, didn't like, sure. just drove around. You know that song, like, do you believe in magic? Right. Do you believe in magic, whatever that right. was on. Sure. And I was like, so all these different songs started like coming into my head. And so I write them all down. And then one thing leads to another, because if you start Googling like right. song lyrics and you start reading things, then all of a sudden there's like the word, right? And you're like, oh, that's, that's it. what it is. Right. So I was 
Googling in the, in the you know, universe like magic and creating magic and like, what does that look like and like what does that have to do with me and right. whatever and alchemy um, came up and the definition I should probably look it up you should all look it up look at the <laughs> definition. Um, but it's just that idea of like mixing things together and kind of creating magic I think it has this kind of um, I don't know like negative a little bit like that magic like ooh, like I don't know bad magic but sure, it's not sure, you know right, for me it's right, more right. just about like creating something that wasn't there before you know uh, that other some maybe somebody else didn't see right. or maybe they weren't looking at sure. it the right way right and so long story short that's kind of where alchemy came from uh, and there's a movie because I have lots of kids you may not know this yet but I have five boys and there's a movie called Big Hero 6 oh yes in the movie the older brother like shakes the little brother upside down because he's right. trying to invent the robots or whatever he does. Right. And he says, like, you're not looking at it. Like, you have to look at it from a different perspective. Right. Right? Like, upside down. And so that's really what it's about. Like, changing uh, your perspective. Like, get out of your lane, go somewhere else, take a drive. Like, see something that's different and that maybe somebody else can't see, uh, I guess. And that's kind of alchemy for me. Like, and that's whether it's your house or your, you know, job where you work or your, mm -hmm. whatever your space is or your event, like, don't you want it to be kind of magical? I mean, I think we kind of do. Like some houses have like some serious negative, like, <laughs> right, space, like it's not great. Sure, right. But I don't know, when you walk into a house or your house, like, I don't know, I feel like I want people to be like. This is cool. Not even it's cool, but like, this is you. Ah. Not it's cool. That cool is stupid. <laughs> we don't care about cool. Cool is so passe, but you want I, it to be you. You want it to be you. Yeah. Cool is passe. If you're trying to be cool, you've missed the mark. So this is a question that I ask periodically, and I always get a multitude of different answers, but what okay. is your superpower? Okay, that was actually my favorite question on the list. I okay, kind of ignored sure. the rest of them because right. I really wanted to explore it. And I thought about super uh, people like Superman, sure, Batman, whatever. Sure. And they right, right, definitely right. have like more than one superpower. Right, right, right. So I didn't really, couldn't really think of anything that was clever. And like, if I could only fly, would that be enough kind of a thing? Right. I don't know. If Superman could only fly, would he still be super? I don't know. So, but my husband texted me and it was quite darling. And you know it's almost Valentine's Day, so we're gonna have to give him props because who's the guy behind Batman? Robin? Alfred? No, not Robin. Well, yeah, Alfred is the Alfred. butler. Yes, Alfred. Yes. No, but Alfred's the superhero. He is very much. So, so. Ryan's the superhero. He does all the things. Um, but he said, because he's darling to me, he said, "I'm creative and innovative, cutting edge, current, relevant, ahead of the times, even." And I said that was really nice of him to say that. <laughs> I would also say you have a vision no one else has and you can see things others can't. You can see the end before you begin. I can't do that. That's what he said. That's pretty sweet. The reason we're talking with Allison Hickman, the owner of Alchemy Interiors and Events, is because of a visioneer question that came from a visioneer just like you. They want to find out, do we really need websites anymore? So if you've got a question, you've got a thought, reach out to us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram, and ask away. Who knows, your question could appear here on Small Business Celebration. So reach out to us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram today.
We're here with Allison Hickman, the owner of Alchemy Interiors and Events, and our visionary question comes from Juan who asks, it seems that I'm meeting the same people at networking events over and over again. Where do you go to meet new prospects that is outside the norm? Okay, so I know there's a question there. Where do I specifically go that's outside the norm? So we're gonna save that answer for a minute. <laughs> Can't wait. I don't know if I'm gonna tell you where I go, but <laughs> I think just in general, the question is like, if you keep, isn't there's a saying, if you keep doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result, if you're going to the same events right. with the same people, you're gonna be going to the same places with the same people. Right. I think, too, before I again answer the question, I think that we oftentimes when we're starting something new or a business, networking is a great thing to do. Mm. We need to um, know our peers. We have to know our competition. We need to have those relationships. Right. And there's a lot of ways to do it here, right? There's chamber mixers and there's rotary and there's there's all kinds of things that you can do, right? Right, right. Um, but it's the same people at the same places. So a couple of things. One, I think that when you go to those things, um, typically you're walking the same path, mm. right? Like you're kind of all doing the same thing. We're all trying to find the person who might need our solution. Right. Networking isn't really the place to find that person, uh, right? Like yeah. I'm, if you're going to a chamber mixer because you want to get business from whoever x right. y or z that like that might not be the most successful way of going about it like right. if we're all just in a meeting together trying to sell each other things like that's not very fun right so i think that going to those things can be prudent and helpful i think that you can meet people that you should develop relationships with right. and continue on because you are in the same right you're trying to do the same things right so find people that are doing the same thing or similar things to you and be friends with them right, right? like the best people that can help you are people who have already done it before you right so develop those relationships because they will help you and then if really it's just a sales thing networking is maybe like that's maybe not the place for you ah. um, i don't think that i don't go to something and like think that you're going to buy something from me right but it is about building relationships and that's there it is right it's about relationships and even in sales if we talk like more practically they say what like 18 months to two and a half years to be a successful salesperson in your industry right um but we're all trying to sell ourselves a little bit right so right. like how are we doing that where are we going and what are you trying to get out of it when you walk into a meeting for the first time and you have confidence and you have inner strength about what it is that you're promoting and you're walking into that meeting the first time what is your approach to talking with the decision maker or the or if it's a couple how do you navigate through that and do that successfully well i think that your question while somewhat vague you're asking me a little bit about like bringing confidence into a room mm -hmm. and how do i navigate because it's not always perceived well as mm. a woman right okay um I would say a couple of things, and some of it's more advice to onlookers, but I think that, <clears throat> and I think it's happening in the world right now, like, look, if you're, another woman is succeeding, like, cheer for her kind of a thing. Right. But women, we don't naturally do that. That's mm. not our instinct, right. typically. So I think, um, I think you do, I do have to navigate it, and mm -hmm. I think being confident is important. Mm -hmm. But I think more importantly is understanding 
that my insecurity is not so different from anybody else's. Uh. So if I go into a scenario just, you know, brazen and like I know everything and I'm confident and I'm like, whatever, the coolest chick in the room, like nobody wants that. That's not um, impressive, I guess. I don't know. Nobody wants that. Sure. But I think understanding your own um, insecurity and that like we all kind of come from that place helps because I need to be a listener. Uh I have to listen to what they're telling me. Um, and sometimes I get into trouble, right? Like I'll, I'll over talk and oversell and be overconfident. And then I go home and I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> what was I thinking? Why did I say that? <laughs> right. True. You know, um, but at the same time, I think that it's a real thing. I think being a woman, you know, in business, it's a real thing. You have mm-hmm. to navigate, um, what you say, how you say it, how it's being perceived, um, by anyone, you know? So I, specifically, how do I navigate it? I just cry in the bathroom. No. Um, I think that you do have a net to navigate it. Uh, you do have to navigate it with confidence, mm. but also understand that like, not everybody's gonna be into you. And some people are just like, some people are not your client right. and it's okay to fire a client. It's okay to say no to a client. Right. Um, and I also think that, um, the part we talked about before, kind of knowing your customer, mm. knowing who you're trying, who and what you're trying to sell to. Mm. Uh, we kind of talked about it earlier. Like I know when people walk into my house, um, I know I'm not for everyone. Like, and I might scare you, like, oh, you have a pink wall or whatever. And like, um, I get that. But I've developed good relationships in town with like other designers, and like I could say to you, like, hey, she's the one for you, or like he's the one for you, and you'll hit it off and whatever, right? Right. The most important thing I think about creating space is like people have to trust you um, in any relationship, right? Like they have to trust that your um, vision is what their vision is. Mm -hmm. So, and how to communicate that to somebody can be pretty tricky because they might not even know what it is. Sometimes I would like to go into a meeting um, like incognito and just see how it goes, right? Like, I I don't know, I just, I think, I do think that we respond, even though we like to say that we don't. We respond to how people present themselves. We mm. respond to how people look. We respond to what people drive up in. Right. We all do. It could be a positive or a negative. Um, so, like, I think kind of owning your own shit is part of it too. And I usually lead with something like, "I got an accident on the way here," or like, "I have five kids," and then I'm relatable. That right. might be a better oh, key. Then I'm more relatable, right? Right. right, like, right. Um, when you walked into my house before you got here, of course I'm thinking like, well, I want it to look nice in here, like designed. But the reality is, is my house is lived in and my plants are dead and <laughs> I'll show you later. I mean, those are just, that's just being a real person, right. you know? So I think that's probably the only way to, to navigate it. And then going back to firing clients as a woman, I feel like if what's being appreciated about you isn't, the work that you're putting out, um, maybe don't do that work. You know, might not be worth it. So there's other clients. <laughs> what makes you wake up every morning? What makes you wake up every morning and oh open goodness. your business? Okay. What if I just say I want to get paid? I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it wouldn't be a lie. <laughs> no, I think that there's a there's a couple of things. Um, my coffee cup I had out here said like, do more of what you love. I mean, if you're not I think that everybody has 
things that we have to do and we have to work, we have to right. get a paycheck and there's jobs that I don't want to take and things I don't want to do. Right. So sometimes I have to get paid, but most of the time it's because I'm doing something that I really enjoy doing. Mm. And if I didn't, I don't think I would really feel motivated to do it, right? Yeah. So, which is why I start my day differently maybe than other people. I don't know, it's right. fun and it's creative and um, I like to listen to music and like start the day with something and my kids kind of hate it. It's the wake up call because <laughs> I push play and then all the music plays. But um, yeah, I mean, have you ever watched The Matrix? Yeah. They talk a lot about like purpose, right? I mean, I know it's like out in the world, but like you got to have some kind of purpose. You got to want to do something that um, fills you up and gives back and back to that networking thing, by the way. Right. Um, that's more important is making the relationships and connecting back to your community. Ah. I forgot about that part. Sorry, community, but serving, like you have to be able to serve with these people and like get involved in things that you're passionate about. And typically the things that you're passionate about or that you love will find a place to connect, right? Like there's a nonprofit or there's an organization that supports something that your business can help. So if you really want to like meet people and get involved, that would probably be a better way to do it. Um, but I feel like that's what gets me kind of like excited, I guess, to do it. And nervous. We all think we're frauds. I don't know if anybody else, does. we all do, right? We oh, have, I am perfectly genuine all the time. All the time. <laughs> no, I think that we all have a little bit of that insecurity. Like, am I a real, you know, am I a real boy? Pinocchio. <laughs> but I mean, um, we all have a little bit of insecurity. Like I'm a fraud and I'm not really as good as I, right? Like right. we have that. Um, and that's okay, but like, I don't know, find, find, love it and work through it and people will tell you you're good at it, I think. If you're, <laughs> if you're doing what you love, right? Sure. Feedback, I don't know. If visioneers want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? So best way is um, probably to go on my Instagram, my email and phone number on there. So. And what is your email? Oh, that's hard. Um, Alchemy Interiors and Events. At? Well, there's no at on Instagram. <laughs> oh, okay. It's all, oh, that's your Instagram. I'm all, <laughs> no, email. You can email me too. Alchemy underscore design at outlook.com. So did I say that all right? Very good. Yeah. Well, thank you, Allison, for joining us here on Small Business Celebration. You're very welcome. I feel very celebrated. <laughs> very good. And I'll be right back with my final thought. California's CalSavers program due date of June 30th is just around the corner. And if you don't have a retirement plan set up for your employees by then, you could be in real trouble. Fortunately, you have options. You also have a contact that will help you and your business with your best intentions in mind. Call Debbie Sharpentier of Sharpentier Wealth Strategies at 661-322-5204 or visit her at sharpentierwealth.com and discover what plans she can help you with that will keep you in compliance and provide for a better future for your employees. Call Debbie Sharpentier of Sharpentier Wealth Strategies at 661 322-5204, that's 661-322-5204, or visit her at sharpentierwealth.com today. Debbie Sharpentier is a registered representative of Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation, a broker-dealer member SIPC, and a registered investment advisor. Sharpentier Law Strategies is a marketing name for registered representatives of Lincoln Financial Advisors, CRN-4200694-011822. 
wondering if you're accomplishing anything. Vincent van Gogh is considered one of history's best artists of all time. And yet, during his day, by all metrics, he was considered a complete and utter failure. In fact, he only sold one painting his entire life. And by all indications, that painting was purchased out of pity. And yet, as despondent as he was, as much as he suffered for his art that he did, his paintings were of sunflowers, of portraits, and in fact, his most famous painting, A Starry Night, hardly has any black in it. And yet, when he committed suicide at the age of 37, he considered his entire life a complete failure. A couple weeks ago, I was watching an episode of Doctor Who, and Doctor Who took Van Gogh into a museum during the present day. And as they walk from room to room to room, from great master to great master, they finally came upon a room filled with the paintings of Van Gogh. And in that room, it was filled with patrons and students all admiring the great works of Vincent Van Gogh. And Van Gogh began to cry because he had no idea the impact he had made on his community and the world. Earlier this week, I spoke to a couple different business owners and they're having kind of a rough time right now. And they were wondering out loud if what they were doing with their business was making an impact? Was it accomplishing something, anything? Was what they were doing making a difference? Well, I remembered this episode from Doctor Who, and it made me remember, it doesn't matter how hard it is. Every person you talk to, every person you serve, you're actually making an impact on somebody. You are making a difference. I hope you enjoyed our conversation this week with Allison Hickman, the owner of Alchemy Interiors and Events, and I hope you learned something that you can use to grow a strong and profitable business, and we'll see you here again next week. Thank you for listening to the Small Business Celebration Podcast. Some of today's music was brought to you by Ted Hammond, and you might find more of Ted's music at ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. That's ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. If you enjoyed this episode and gained some insight from it for your business, subscribe to the Small Business Celebration Podcast at iTunes.com forward slash Small Business Celebration and give us a five-star review. Also, if there's a business you'd like us to interview, reach out to us on LinkedIn and Facebook and let us know. Until next time, I'm your host, Michael Roberts of the Small Business Celebration Podcast, and we wish you a strong and profitable business. <laughs>